Mnet Director of Marketing Communications has been appointed as CEO of Dentsu Aegis Network for South Africa. Yeah, there's a lot of letters in there, Ku. Thank you. Morning. How are you? VWV CEO Mnet Dentsu. I don't understand what any of that means. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? Sure. What was VW? Okay, let's talk about where you currently are. Dentsu Aegis Network for South Africa. What is that? Dentsu Aegis Network for South Africa is a, is a media and creative agency. So uh, it comprises of several media agencies, content, digital agencies, creative agencies, activation agencies. So I'm responsible for, for that in South Africa. Hmm. Some of the names are Cara, Visium, Dentsu X, Foxbeat 2. So those are the agencies that we have under the Dentsu Aegis stable. It's an interesting job because... Technically, you know, the, the, the places that you're in charge of, you don't really want to know. You want to know about the brands that they work for, right? Yes. So Dempsey Aegis is actually a global network. We employ over 40,000 people across sure. the world. And we over in over 100 countries. How many people are under you right now, Ku? When you wake up, so um, you're going to go to work. How many people are you in charge of? Uh close to 300 people 300 people do you feel like i mean what was it like or how does that compare to where you were before at vwv and mnet um they were the, the, it, it's not about the amount of people that support you it's the the impact that you have with people so i think that's that's a completely different uh completely uh different uh, important thing in any leadership in any leader's mind mm. It's the impact that you have with people. Okay, so how does it compare? Do you, are you more impactful now? Do you get to get your hands dirty? In, in all my jobs, I got my hands dirty. <laughs> uh, I think, I think <laughs> it's the impact, whether it's 10 people or 20 or 300 people, mm. it's the impact that you have. And that's been my consistent mantra across my leadership journey. I like that. Even if it's two people and you, you change their lives, I guess that's the difference, yes. right? Yes. I, I like that a lot. That's my lesson for the day. Could tell us about this. That it, it seems as if there's a, a mentorship program that you've always been going through. Talk us about how that's changed your life. So, in terms of mentorship, I'm passionate about women empowerment, and uh, being a woman leader in South Africa, there's very few senior women around the boardroom table. So, I run a women's academy called Pakama Women's Academy, which basically equips. Um, third-year final marketing students mm. uh, in terms of life skills to have an impact in the corporate world. So that's my one aspect of mentorship. The other aspect of mentorship is bringing more senior women across um, in, in senior, more senior women in senior positions across corporate South Africa. So therefore, I do mentor that. That's the other mentorship program that I personally do to have an impact in South Africa as well. Why do we need more women in senior positions? Have you seen the stats of, of women in senior positions, which is absolutely shocking? Mm-hmm. How many how many women hold board positions that are JC listed companies? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. You, I'm asking you. <laughs> very few women. <laughs> very few. Very okay. Few women. So therefore, there's, there, there, that's my passion. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice part to see uh, equal representation even in our cabinet now, which is really awesome. Are we not just putting women in then because we have to put women in then? No, I, I believe uh, women have earned their work, mm-hmm. so they need to be there. 
and women give you a completely different view in terms of leadership, in terms of how to run companies, how to run countries. <laughs> how, what's it been like as a woman up at the higher echelons? Is there still that, that obvious sexism? I mean, I was, I was playing devil's advocate there, but is it when you get into a boardroom and people go, well, can you get me a cup of coffee, please? No, I don't. Ex- I have not experienced that, Excellent. and I will not tolerate that. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but it, so, so you haven't seen that at all, which is great. That's good news. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think I think you know, um, it, it, you said something very important. It's not about just being there as representation. Mm. It's being there to add value. It's being there to add impact, and that's when people respect you and to know your content in whatever field you you're in. What is your background? I mean, being being a CEO is quite businessy, but then you're also in a very creative space. So, how did you get to where you are today? So, I studied marketing, and therefore my journey navigated through a marketing, being um, a, a director at Eminent in terms of marketing. Uh, VWV was also an experienced group, um, experiential agency, global experiential agency. Dense is also a group of media. Um, which is marketing and uh, creative and activation. So I've always navigated my journey to marketing, mm-hmm. but in leadership positions. And is, do you find business difficult or is it something you enjoy? I enjoy business. It, business is difficult in terms of, um, uh, in an agency world, it's always acquiring new clients, retaining clients, mm-hmm. and also uh, creating value for clients as well in terms of their brand. So business is on a, is difficult in that way that you could be, uh, in an in an agency world it's like a leaky bucket you're constantly pitching for work you're constantly retaining work but once you know the value that you create to clients and to consumers business is okay. How has your life changed? With with the whole advent of of Facebook and Twitter and all those things, where you can almost advertise for free as a brand now, you don't have to get a big agency to come and do it for you. Life, it's it's not. I think Facebook and Twitter has actually complemented brands. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's not. It's you know. It's basically um, from a marketing perspective. A lot of marketing is on a digital basis as well. So though these brands have um, uh, um, uh, these digital platforms have complemented marketing. Okay, so so you, you're embracing them as opposed to seeing them as competition. Absolutely, you have to. Mm. And I, I guess it's also changed the way. You guys work. In, in the old days, you would just put a radio and TV ad up or maybe a billboard or something. Now there's so many more yeah. places to be, right? Exactly. You've got to know where your consumers are. It's all about fragmentation. Media is fragmentated. Mm. So how do you get your consumers, the right consumers that you need to talk to? So that's why these digital platforms are complementary to your marketing. And keeping up with it, Facebook changes all the time. Google changes algorithms. Twitter does this, yes. and Facebook does that. How does how do you keep up with what with all the new technology and things that are that are being thrown at you? You've got to constantly know what's happening. Constantly stay in contact with um, with with the various partners mm-hmm. to understand what their offerings are, so you offer the same thing to your clients. Like what? I don't understand what you mean. Come on, I'm not a marketing person. Help me out. So you're not a marketing person. So we've got various relationships with Facebook, oh, with I Google, see. with Twitter, and they're constantly presenting us new products 
which we then incorporate in our marketing plans to our clients. Okay, makes sense. Uh, I want to talk more about you growing up, Kud. Uh, where, where did you grow up? How did it all start? KZN. Oh, <laughs> nice. You... I've been in Johannesburg for almost 28 years. You see, now, do you still see yourself as a Kwazulu Italian? No, now I'm a Jova. No! <laughs> We're going to agree now, to disagree. <laughs> now, because most of my life now is Jova, right? Yeah, you see, but you you can take the girl out of Durban, but you can never take the Durban out of the girl, eh? Yeah, but I don't forget my roots, though. Never forget where you came from. Yeah. So that that's one philosophy I have, is I will never forget my roots. And how does that affect your daily work? So my daily work in terms of, you know, there's another thing that I, that I constantly keep is humility. Oh. I've, I've, I've basically grown up in the ranks of the corporate world started at the bottom and and that's the thing it's about being humble all the way that's an interesting thing you brought up the kids of today i imagine especially in the creative field because you know, i'm very good at instagram so therefore i should be an ad agency executive how important is it to learn from the bottom or can you these days come in and say look who i am you could because if there's certain you know you demonstrate um certain stuff and You've got to demonstrate your your um, um, your attitude, your EQ, your IQ to where you want to be, and that's where I look at when I'm interviewing people. Those are those are fundamentals that I look at: is where is their destination, how are they navigating their goals. Mm. So from starting to the bottom, it's fine to start to the bottom. It's fine to start in the middle, but it's just your attitude, your personal attitude towards life, and towards how you work with teams. Right? That's so important. Okay, so if somebody struggles with that, I mean, they don't like to work with people. Is there still a space for them in the world? Or do, do you have to, you've got to get along with people and you have to be friendly with everybody? Well, then you can choose something that's just silo that you're not interacting with people. <laughs> Radio announcer. <laughs> that's, there, there you have an opportunity. But in most of our jobs, you have to interact with people. Yeah. And having people skills is so important. The problem is these days with you know with Twitter and Facebook and you know, you can sit in front of a computer and not really interact with anybody. Yeah, which is which is a massive problem, yeah, right? I think so. And 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 I've got two kids as well. I yeah. would wa- I want my kids to interact and socialize with people on a face to face basis than rather all these social media platforms. Mm. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's important to 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 have that social skills. And that's what helps you uh, to navigate the corporate world or whatever world you're in, because you're going to constantly deal with people. Mm. You go into a restaurant, you're dealing with people. You, you know, you, you're asking, you, you, you have interactions with your waiter. If you're not, you have no social skills, how are you going to interact with your waiter? It's, it's, it's uh, you know, that, that's how important mm. social skills are. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned restaurants. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. They are they are in San Francisco. They are now restaurants with no waiters because the millennials are so scared of interacting with people. They would rather go to a restaurant. It's like a vending machine. The, but the so so you place your order on a tablet, and then yeah. a li- the little like a little door opens, and your food comes out in the little door. So you don't have to interact with people. No, I disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, that's people keep me going, eh? 
it, it, it does, but it's also, people are also strange, you know, but I guess, yeah, each to their own. But the millennials are a different breed. Well, what's the new one? The, you, you, you've got your fingers on the marketing. What's post-millennial? Um, um, Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. They're the new ones, right? Yeah. The ones we're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that millennials, Gen Z, yeah. How much of your day is spent learning about people? Well, if you're working on brands, you you got to understand consumers. Mm. So there's a lot of data to understand, and the data is understanding people. So a lot of my day is spent on understanding uh, people, understand. Also, uh, when you're in a leadership position, you're constantly interacting with teams and with other members. So a lot of time is spent on people. majority of my time is spent on people. They, they say that a CEO reads 17 books a month or something. What's currently on your bookshelf? Can no, no, no. I don't see. I wish I had that time. <laughs> I'm reading. No, no, no. I'm, 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 um, I, re- I read two, at least two books. Yeah. Um, one is a spiritual book and one is, a, is the Michelle Obama book. So, okay. So those are the two books um, I'm currently reading. Fiction or nonfiction? Do you, do you prefer nonfiction? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. But it depends what's the flavor of the month, and I go into exclusive and see what I've seen top book, mm. and then I look at it tonight. The book that I want to read is The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, so I need to get my hands on that book. Tell me about it. It's basically the 5 a.m. 5, 5 it's what, you know, how effective you can be in the morning. Mm. That's how you and I wake, right? Well, yeah, I don't know how effective I am, but I'm awake. <laughs> 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 so, so you want to wait? So, what is your normal routine then? Take us through it. My normal routine, um, I, I, I'm, I'm an early bird. Mm-hmm. I get to the morning early in the morning to the gym, and I, I actually cook for my family before I leave for the office. Sure. Yeah. And um, um, I start my day in the. I start early, and I finish late. That's my normal day. Mm-hmm. What is what is crew me time? What do what do you do for yourself? I love walking, and that's my thinking term. I love um, uh, um, I love walking to parks mm. and watching birds and ducks because that's when I, I get myself in touch with nature. No, um, no headphones or so music or something. Sometimes it's music, sometimes it's not, but sometimes it's just absorbing everything around me mm. and being present. So I, um, our lives are so f- fast paced. And I think sometimes you spend a lot of time in the future, a lot of time in the past, but never in the present. And I'm trying, I'm trying the mindful thinking. That's it, such a good thing. Just to just to sit down and realize where you are. Sometimes it's it's a big thing, isn't it? Constantly, because especially in Joburg, I feel like I'm on autopilot majority <laughs> of the time. Yeah, and I need to kind of gravitate to ground and and just and just you know. Be present, and, and that's when your your creative juices flow, and and you reflect, and that's that mining time. What does leadership mean to you, Ku, in being in charge? And uh, I, we, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but what is as as a standalone question? What does leadership mean? So I believe in something called inspirational leadership. Mm-hmm. The other thing, uh, leadership, it's it's a very it's 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 a topic that I love. It's a, um, a, a and I believe in unleashing potential. Um, in other people. So for me, that's what leadership really means. It's a how you as a leader unleash potential in other people that they could have an impact on their teams or in their lives or in South Africa. 
or in uh, communities. We, I mean, we, we spoke about getting your hands dirty and you said you always do it. When I, I've been in jobs where the managers sit in their office and they do their thing and you do your thing and never the two shall meet. How important do you think it is for a manager to come down and, and be seen by, for lack of a better word, their underlings? So to have FaceTime. Yes, you know, I think there we go. That's a better word. Important, yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely important. Absolutely important. You know, greeting people, asking them how they are, family-wise, mm. or what what projects they're working on, and how you could give a view on stuff that they're working on as well. I think that's so important. You don't have to micromanage. I don't believe in micromanagement. But, but being there for people when they need help, they know that they could call you. Yeah, it's it's. What's the difference between a leader and a, I can't remember the other a boss and a, a leader. That's right. Yeah, the one tells you yes. what to do, the other one helps you, right? Yes, okay. and the one inspires you, and I want to be. Uh, I believe in that inspirational leadership. What motivates you to do better? What motivates me to be better? So I am a very ambitious woman. Mm. So that's number one. I'm constantly evolving, learning, reinventing myself. And the other thing that motivates me, because I want to make a difference in um, in my family's life, in my team's life, and 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 in my community as well. That's what motivates me. Yeah, we, I've done how many of these? Fifteen get up and goes on the show, and not one person has said money. <laughs> one day I want somebody to say, you know, what gets me up and going is is my paycheck. That's why I have to wake up at this time of the morning. Yeah, your job. If your job is just a paycheck, then sh- I don't know. Then there's no inspiration, there's no motivation. Right. It's one of the aspects. Money is the means to the end, right? Uh-huh. It's one of the things. No one's working for free, so I can't. No, I think none of us can lie about that. But it shouldn't be the end all and be all. It's just to make money. No way. Yeah, and it's like you were saying. You you want to be there for your family. You want to inspire them. And if all you're doing is working very very hard to make money, it's difficult to do that, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and what advice do you have for somebody? You found your passion. You you love marketing. You studied and all those things. If somebody's sitting at home now and they don't really know what to do, what's what's your advice for them? My advice is you need to find your purpose. And I, I'm, I'm speaking on a very spiritual note here. Right. God created each and every one of us to have a purpose in this world. And you first need to find your purpose. Once you find your purpose, you will find your passion. How do you do that? You've got to you've got to understand what makes you tick. Where's your happy place? Mm-hmm. And and that's a very and that's why the mindful, um, the mindful and present thinking is so important because that's what that's what helps you find who you are and and where your strengths are actually, and 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 find your purpose. And that's what gives you that passion and that drive to get up every morning at four thirty. <laughs> Uh, it's all very well saying that. So let's, uh, let's take radio because I know radio. So it's like I, when I grow up, I want to be on radio and I really, really want to do it. And you can knock on doors till you're blue in the face and people don't even reply to your mail sometimes. So how do you overcome that? So we spoke about social media, right? Um, there's, there's, a, there's LinkedIn. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn. Approach people via LinkedIn. Be proactive. You know, Share your CV on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, there's lots of people who know people. Uh, use your network to get to people to where you want to be. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of that, uh, that, that, that petrol attendant who just did a little favor, gets onto social media, and suddenly it explodes. So I guess there's only, yeah. you have to start, right? Exactly. You have to start somewhere. But whatever you do, you've got to do it authentically. Mm. You get caught out <laughs> if you're a pretentious person, right? 
do it authentically and passionately that people see see through that, see through the passion and the ten- authenticity that they know this person wants it. I need to give them an opportunity. And and are people are they are people nice out there? And I know it's a silly question, but yeah, it's a doggy dog world, especially in Johannesburg. So, is it are people willing to help others these days? Do you think they are? They are good people. It's who you attract. So they are good people. They are they are not so nice people. Mm-hmm. But it's also how you you're not going to get a perfect world. But it's how you how you manage those people as well. Makes sense to me. All right. Uh, how do people get hold of you, Ku? Uh, uh, you do these talks and, and you are a bit of a, a pu- accomplished public speaker as well. So are you out there and, and are, you, are you letting people know and, and helping them? Yes. Um, I have my Twitter handle, Facebook, and ku.govender.com. Um, uh, okay, wait. Slowly, slowly. I, I need to type that in. Go. Ku.govender. Ku.govender. At Densu, yeah. Aegis, one word, dot com. Okay, and it's, it's uh, Densu is D-E-N-T-S-U, Aegis, dot com, right? Yes. What is Densu? Where does that come from? Japan. It's a Japanese company. Oh, okay. All right. I was trying to look at it. It, uh, it didn't load properly on my on the SABC's network here, so I was struggling with that. <laughs> uh, and, okay, and I have to ask, uh, why don't you work for Ku? Ku? Why don't I work for Koo? I would have worked for Koo if I was you. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's in my next, <laughs> next, next, next phase, but not, not currently. All right. Well, good luck in marketing. Thanks very much for waking up so early Thank for you us. So much. It was Thank really, you. really early. Okay. Take care. Bye. Governor. Bye bye. Governor. CEO of Densu Aegis Network for South Africa joining us on our Get Up and Go. Who are they, SAFM?